Hi, my name is Steve Dozer, Community Relations Director with College Community Schools, and I'd like to welcome you to our third season of our Prairie Podcast. Uh, the purpose of the podcast is to provide our parents and school community with more insight into our school staff uh, and programs. And today I am excited to have our Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Doug Wheeler, with us today. We're going to talk a little bit uh, all the exciting things that are going on and happening this year at College Community Schools. Uh, Doug, thanks for coming in and appreciate uh, your time this morning. All right, thank you. It's good to be here. So kind of share with us uh, your role as the superintendent of schools and kind of how long you've been with the district. Sure, so I'm starting my fifth year as superintendent um, at College Community Schools. It's actually my ninth year as a superintendent uh, in the state of Iowa. Um, you know, that, that's kind of an interesting question, right? <laughs> you know, uh, one of the, my, the great things that I do is sometimes when I'm in kindergarten classrooms, you know, kindergartners ask me what I do and I try to, try to boil it down <laughs> for them. Uh, but really what I do is, you know, I do work for the board. I'm the board's employee. They set the direction of the district and I, I execute that direction. Um, you know, so I'm responsible for overseeing uh, the vision of the district, uh, resource allocation, overseeing employees. Um, all employees are, you know, technically report to me. I report to uh, the board of directors. So in that way, uh, kind of in the common, you know, in the business world, that would be considered a CEO uh, position. Um, so basically, I, I kind of try to uh, work with the board to set that direction, make sure we have the resources and supports available to execute that direction, and also make sure that uh, you know we're keeping in touch with our employees, making sure that uh, that they're getting what they need. Um, so, you know, we're into a new school year. We're into about, uh, oh, geez, it's going to be about a month, a little over a month now, a uh, month and a half. In your eyes, uh, how has the start of this year's school year been? You know, I think it's been great. I, I've tried to uh, contextualize it with, you know, the, the years of COVID and then also the years before. And quite honestly, I feel like this school year is off to about the best start that, that I've seen in my career, just in terms of um, where, where our staff is, where our students are, where our families are in terms of uh, getting what they need, uh, being excited about school, uh, continuing that excitement about school. Um, you know, I really think that there's a lot of opportunities that we've been building over the last several years, even during COVID, that we've been working on in terms of systems that are starting to pay off for our students, whether it's um, supporting our students' uh, SEL needs, whether it is our, you know, our career academy programs, whether it is uh, supporting um, you know, challenging behavior in the classroom. I mean, I do think that all of those things are, are going really well this year. And not to mean that, you know, not to say that there's not bumps along the way or not to say that there aren't still challenges to work through, but you know, that is the work is you know, <laughs> making sure that uh, we're looking at, at how we're doing and, and making sure we're moving forward. Um, you know, as part of too, let's see, on the things that are going well and, you know, excited and I'm hearing it too, but I think part of that too is now we're seeing some things from the vision of our 10-year facilities plan uh, come to fruition. We're seeing that now. I guess, uh, talk about our 10-year uh, facilities plan, kind of talk about the recent recent uh, projects uh, that have been completed. You know, we just, over three years with the Prairie High School, our Ag, Crest, Heights, and View. Yeah, so one of the things that is really exciting or is really exciting about this position is we did have an established 10-year facilities plan that was, it had input from the community, um, and that was something that in addition to a 10-year strategic plan, I was able to walk into and sort of, uh, you know, look at 
what what needed to be done to realize that plan and then also shape a little bit of that vision as it goes because you know things change from year to year you know <laughs> things are a lot different now than they were a decade ago so um, you know obviously Prairie High School being part of that um, that plan again Prairie High School completed a three-year you know 54 million dollar renovation it, it completed right as the pandemic was starting <laughs> Uh, and so that's, that's been actually exciting to see students interact with that, especially the common spaces in that building, uh, the cafeteria, the way that that's set up. You know, I really do believe that, and I would say this with all the projects that we're working on, one of the things that I, I really believe is that, um, you know, the spaces that students learn in matters, and we want to make sure that we have spaces that don't restrict the talents of our, of our staff, right? So. Our staff wants to try something. We don't want something to be a barrier to them because of the facilities that they're in. And you know, obviously seeing the excitement on the faces of students when they have new <laughs> is also good. And, and, and I think the community and staff and students respond in kind with you know, having a greater pride um, in the facility. Then of course uh, the building and completion of the ag uh, building with that, the completion of the ag program, which I'm sure you'll ask me about uh, a little bit later is a kind of success point with this year. Um, that is a great laboratory that will continue to expand. I think that more than about any other facility, that, that space outside of that building will continue to expand based on what the students need uh, and based on where, where student interests go. Obviously, Crest Heights and View completing uh, renovations on our three um, oldest buildings um, that hadn't been touched for a number of years. And is if really you haven't exciting. seen it, I mean, you need to stop in. Those are amazing uh, renovations. Yeah, especially, you know, the transformation of VIEW. So VIEW is an open school that now um, has walls and has classrooms, more traditional classrooms, but still has that collaborative space for, for staff. Um, also, uh, you know, obviously moving into Heights. Heights is our, our oldest building. It is, it is the original building here on campus. And uh, seeing the, the renovation in that, the, the front, the facade, moving, moving the, uh, the driveway away from the building a little bit, just creating that welcoming environment. We really want you know, students to, yeah, much safer. And we really want students, you know, with those controlled entrances, we want students to feel, uh, it doesn't matter what school they go to, we want them to feel like they're going to a school that they can be proud of and, and parents can drop students off and, and they're proud of that building. And, you know, each building is a little bit different. And then Crest, Amazing transformation with Crest. Um, just getting uh, the services on one on one floor. Um, you know, making sure the entrance was on one floor. Again, continuing with those secure vestibule entrances for student safety. Uh, new uh, parent pickup queue, which I know was probably a little bit uh, difficult to get used to at first, but getting trying to get more uh, parents off of. 76th Street when we're, we're dropping off, which I think enhances safety uh, of campus as well. So, you know, just exciting to be finishing up those projects and excited to be into the fifth, sixth grade renovation. And yeah, talk about that. Talk about Creek, where we're at with that and kind of give an update on where that, because uh, that started obviously the planning years, you know, a few years back, but yeah. kind of talk about where that's at. So the 5-6 building, I like to say, we planned that we designed the 5-6 building in partnership with OPN and with uh, Carly Nelson Company. Uh, we designed that in April of 2020, uh, virtually. <laughs> and now to see it take shape and to see all that planning uh, you know, come to fruition is just really exciting to where now we can go in the new 5-6 building, walk around, you can see, you can envision those spaces uh, coming to life. We're starting to get paint on the walls in there, in some places tile on the walls. 
um, you know, th that has been really exciting. And I think that's going to be exciting for our fifth, sixth graders to have a building that really is designed around their needs. It's a great blend of having those classroom spaces, but then also having that collaborative areas, making sure that, you know, those neighborhoods or those teams of students are in one place where they feel that, you know, sort of family and sort of that connection among 100, uh, 120 so students and, uh, and the teachers that are serving them in those spaces. And then just great art facilities and music facilities over there as well. Um, you know, this year I think we have 240 plus students just in fifth and sixth grade band. So to have them have a space that's big enough for that and uh, to continue to cultivate that passion. And talk about the date. When's it, when are they hoping to move in? For yeah, that? so um, we're hoping to start giving tours uh, in May um, of 2023. But the move in, we will be ready to start and hopefully, you know, everything done, everyone out of there by the end of July of 2023. Um, and so we will be starting next, the next school year, you know, so this is kind of the, I guess, swan song for, uh, for Creek as it is right now. And then we'll get in there. We're starting the process of designing that building for the ninth grade center in Delta, you know, with the goal of having it be really feel like a different space than what, especially for the first few years, those ninth graders experienced when they were there as fifth and sixth graders. So it's so a lot of exciting news. And again, couldn't do it without the community support, right? Um, we have now, you know, through these bonds, we have enough space for students. Um, so now we really can, as a, as a school system, turn to programming because, you know, you need space for students when you have growth, but you also need programming and things for them to do so that every student feels connected and belongs. A lot of excitement, that's for sure. Um, well, regarding uh, programming, which you kind of talked about, uh, you know, talk about some of the exciting opportunities our students are having under this Prairie Initiative. Talk about the Prairie Initiative and kind of what that's about. Yeah, so the Prairie Ready Initiative, we really started that pre-pandemic. And our goal was really, you know, we have a great vision, which is success for all. Um, but we, we have been trying to spend some time the last several years defining all and defining success, right? So, you know, I think everyone knows our vision is success for all, but we constantly have to be working on defining what that success is. So the Prairie Ready Initiative is part of helping us define what success for our students are, is. Um, and so uh, the Prairie Ready Initiative really uh, grew out of a national initiative called Redefining Ready, and the idea is that students are more than a score. Uh, the things that students do, uh, that our learners do in, in school, beyond school, while they're with us until they're 18, um, th there's a lot more than uh, that can be gleaned from their ability to be successful beyond high school than just what scores they're producing on assessments, right? So what, uh, what this is, is it's a set of research-based indicators for education training and career readiness because we know that regardless where students and you know go after um, and first of all valuing where students choose to go after high school whether it's two-year college four-year college apprenticeship the military um, or into the workforce we know that our students will need to continue to be able to learn and so that's where the education training readiness piece comes in but all of those indicators in uh, career readiness and and the education training readiness are research-based indicators for success so those are things those aren't things that we pulled out of the air or that sound good you know I, they do sound good but uh, they are research-based to if we can provide students the opportunity to to have those experiences um, then we know that they will be uh, likely to be more successful beyond beyond high school. 
Um, you know, n another kind of neat thing that uh, you, uh, is being started that you're, you're launching is, is communication. Obviously, communication is so important to our school community, uh, our staff, um, you know, people we work with. Kind of talk about uh, this new launch of what's called Take 5 for Prairie Video Series. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not completely me. And I think one of the things I probably should have mentioned in the first one is, you know, when you ask me what my role is, uh, one of the great things I do is I get to work with a team of great administrators, you know, obviously, Steve, you included. Um, and, you know, this podcast is an example of just a, an ongoing goal we have to get our story out there. Um, you know, we really want to make sure our stakeholders, those are the people that are living in our community that are sending their children to, to this school, really know what we're doing. Um, you know, and on an ongoing basis, those types of, of successes um, or the programs that we do aren't really, you know, necessarily, you know, news gathering or, or you know, they're not exciting to, to have a story from, from a larger news outlet. So we really are trying to tell our story. These are the things that we're doing for our students. Um, and so the Take 5 for Prairie is just really, we're asking people to take five minutes. We're, we're doing five minute video segments. Uh, we've got one coming out uh, pretty soon here that's on Prairie Ready that will uh, delve in a little bit deeper than I did <laughs> with my overall description here. And really the idea is to you know, take five minutes. Think, think of how many times in our life we, we have five minutes just pass us right by. So just take that five minutes, learn about something that we're doing here at Prairie. Um, it's a talk show format, so I host it. I'm not the best host. I, I feel like I need a sidekick after recording <laughs> the first one. Um, but, uh, you know, we just really talk through in, in quick, quick uh, bites of information about what we're doing here for students. Yeah, the real work. Yeah. That's, yep, the real work that's going on. Um, well, you know, uh, one thing I know that's important to you is building visits. Um, talk about kind of some opportunities you've had to visit classrooms and, and visit with teachers and, and uh, those things. Yeah, so... The interesting thing is that, uh, and sometimes uh, it's, I'm a teacher. <laughs> That's what my training was. That's what I went to school to do. That's what I, when I exited high school, I went uh, to, to become a teacher. And so um, even though I've been an administrator now for 15 years, I always try to have that teacher lens. And the best way to maintain that teacher lens is to visit schools, see students interacting with teachers in the presence of the content and skills that, uh, that they're learning. And so that's really important to me. Um, you know, I, I have to make a lot of decisions uh, or to you know, promote a lot of decisions. And sometimes those decisions are popular. Sometimes those decisions are unpopular, especially when you, uh, you look at the frame of, of resources that we have, right? You know, so we, we have a finite amount of resources. We have an unlimited amount of dreams for our students. How do we narrow that down <laughs> into, uh, into what's most important and what's focused? And so uh, one of the things that we've done a little bit differently this year is in addition just to, to visiting um, uh, visiting classrooms and you know I, I have one-on-ones with all of our principals uh, on a monthly basis and part of that is usually going out to classrooms if, if we have that that time or dropping in is we have a, a new thing that we're doing called building touch points so we're uh, out there asking basically four questions to our staff um, you know the first one is what's going well you know the second one relates to really what help or support is needed with working with students the third one is asking you know trying to find out where's the clarity at right now around our, our goal for a personalized learning system and then the fourth one is just asking them to recognize someone that's made a difference for them and then we write a little personal note to that person and we put it in their mailbox uh, you know on behalf of that person that we talked to so you know so now you know there's the observation piece uh, there's looking at what's going on in classrooms there's talking to people 
You know, really, I think that's something that really, you know, for my style of leadership was really, I missed during the pandemic, right? <laughs> that, that human interaction that you tried to get down to just the basic amounts of human interaction, especially with the amount of decisions we were making that impacted people. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's part of what we're uh, doing this year to, to, you know, really stay in touch and visit classrooms. And you know, I teach junior achievement uh, in, in our schools as well, so that keeps me uh, on my toes, usually, you know, with, with kindergarten students as a secondary social studies teacher. That's always, that's fun to do. Um, but, you know, really schools is where it's at. That's our mission. That, that's where we deliver our mission every day. So visiting with schools and teachers is, is really important and, and keeping that lens and, and always, always, always knowing that I am a teacher first and foremost. Well, last Friday, uh, it was a fun day here on campus, and uh, you know, approximately 950 of our entire Prairie staff members wore t-shirts that, uh, if you looked, it said Prairie staff on the front, and then on the back, uh, it said, ask me how I made a difference today. Um, kind of talk about and provide some context uh, on the meaning of those shirts and kind of that day. Sure, so as we approached this year, uh, we wanted to have a call to action to tell our story, right? And and I've said this many times as, as I've been asked this question about the, the shirts and the, the phrase on the back of the shirts. As hardworking as school staff are, you know, whether it's a bus driver or a, a food service worker or a paraprofessional or a classroom teacher, they're also equally as humble, right? I, mean, I think it's an Iowa thing to, you know, just really, and I'm a lifetime Iowan, you know, you work hard and you don't talk about it, right? Uh, but I think it's more and more important to talk about our work and to, and to share our narrative. And really, you know, sometimes, as I mentioned before, those things that might be a little bit more newsworthy, whether they're positive or whether they're challenges that, that are facing public schools, I think that really the difference is made on a daily basis with students. It's, it's you know, that, that student you've been struggling with their behavior and, 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 and through your efforts, there's, there's a switch and they have a, a good day, a good week, a good month. Um, or whether it's that student that's struggling to learn, you know, fractions, decimals, and percents, or or struggling to uh, to gain a, a sense of, of of how to put sounds together and, and, and how to read, right? So, you know, all, those are thousands and thousands of differences that are being made right now. You know, probably since we started this conversation, and as long-winded as I am, probably 2,000 by now. Yeah. But the the many many differences that are going on on our campus right now that that is the narrative of public education. That is the tenacity of our staff. Um, that is the, the mission center of our staff. That is why they get up every morning is to make a difference, right? Well, and, and it so, starts in the morning, as soon as they jump on a bus. Exactly, and I mean, I think that just little things like if, if, a, if a kid's having a bad morning um, and the bus driver smiles and says hello to them, that, that, is, that is the start of their day, right? Walks them so through their door like, so they feel, you know, exactly, there's yeah, all of that. Exactly, and, so, you know, it, it um, Really, the, the, there's a couple things on the back of that shirt. It says today, and it's in capital letters because it's every day, right? So just ask me how I made a difference today, um, and and it's not just about our our staff. I think you know again, like I said, that humbleness, that call to action. That's why we put it on the shirt. But I think that if you ask any public educator, you know they're making a difference every single day, and um, you know. Uh, Sometimes, uh, many times we're successful, sometimes we're not successful, right? And, and those, 
and because we're, because educators care so much, it's those times we're not successful stick with us. So we need to continue to remind ourselves of those uh, successful times as well. So you know, really, again, that's the narrative of public education. It's it's the day in day out successes we create for students, meeting them where they are, whatever type of day they're having, you know, whatever type of of learner that they are, or that you know, whatever needs that they have. Um, to meet to meet those expectations and those standards that's really what it's all about um, well I guess a kind of a broader question here is we're uh, talk about is uh, talk about uh, what your vision is for uh, college community schools over the next three to five years what, what what's your vision or what do you see for college community well I'm a l little reluctant to call it my vision I, I always like to say that um, You've got to be the leader that your system needs you to be, right? And and for the last couple of years, that was you know very decisive. Probably not as collaborative as, as I is is my comfort level and my desire and my my real want of leadership is. I really feel like over the next five years, I can be kind of return to that leadership that I want to be. We, you know, we're not we're not making you know decisions on closing schools and, and those types of things. So I think there's a real hope ahead. And I really, if, if I look at where our vision is that our board has helped set, that our community has helped set over the next five years, what that means is more academy pathways for students, more students leaving our schools knowing either what they do want to do or an equally successful what they don't want to do, which is going to save them <laughs> money in the, in the post high school world as well. Um, I also feel like uh, ramping up our personalized learning efforts and seeing that you know, those, those practices for personalized learning, you know, making sure that students are engaged, right? And that, that their experience and the, they have some choice in the classroom. They're, they're knowledgeable about what their learning is and what they need to learn. I think that those are, those are things that are gonna be really powerful over the next uh, five years. Also opening this new building, opening a new ninth grade center, um, you know, I, I just really feel like that the best days are ahead, you know, in terms of where we are right now. And uh, and really, there were a lot of great things going on during the pandemic too. That that the pandemic overshadowed, and a lot of the work that's going to come out of um, of the last couple of years. It's not that that was not our singular focus. I think the reason that it was difficult for uh, for our staff is that you know we are. We were not only working with the pandemic, we, we knew that there was gonna be time beyond the pandemic that we needed to continue to work on. And I think that um, having students be more aware of what they're learning, more connected to their school, also a greater sense of belonging. You know, we're working on, you know, sort of defining what belonging means, you know, within our system, making sure that, uh, you know, we're removing barriers that might exist to students being able to access programming. Um, you know, I, I just really think that uh, that's really the, the story that we'll tell is that personalized learning, that personalized pathway, um, students exiting, you know, having a plan, having, you know, more of a plan. Um, I think those would be the, the next, that's what the next five years brings. Well, I guess the last question I have uh, for you, Dr. Wheeler, is from your perspective, what makes Prairie a special place? Mm. I think you always have to say the people. Um, I think that's what makes every place special and unique. And we just have a lot of really good people, um, you know, from our supportive community that has supported our bond initiatives and, and trusted us in that, uh, to our, our, our students. Uh, I mean, really, our students are just such kind, wonderful people here, <laughs> whether they're in kindergarten or whether they're in, in 12th grade. I've just, 
you know, run into some of the, the most dynamic and uh, empathetic, kind students that I've, that I've seen in my career, and, and it seems to be every year, you know, uh, more. And, and in a time when, you know, I, I think it's the natural tendency of society to always, oh, you know, the kids today, <laughs> sort of thing. And, and I'll tell you, the, the kids are, are getting better today. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, I would, I would much rather interact with a lot of the teenagers we have in the high school than when I was in, in They're a lot in more advanced school, than we so. are. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and I think that, uh, you know, so that, that makes us a very special place. Our staff makes it a very special place. You know, really, people see what's going on in the world in terms of people mass exodus from the teaching profession and those types of things. And so you really gotta step back and, and you really gotta look at, you know, how special it is for our staff to, to be here every day, to be as committed as they are. Um, to to be happy, to want to do better, to work hard. I mean, our staff really, again, very hardworking, very very hardworking. Um, and so, I think that's what really makes the place special. Is like I said, I mean, it, I think it really is. At the end of the day, places I've been in my life, whether they're in education settings or anything else, I, I've been happy when when the people are really solid and I've been a little bit restless when they're not and this is a place where I'm happy because the people are just uh, there's second to none yeah and all on one campus and all on one campus <laughs> how unique right? is that all seven, 54th largest town in Iowa yeah 180 days a year right yeah right <laughs> exactly so well thank you for your time and and I appreciate it and and uh, obviously a lot of a lot of great things happening here Prairie is a special place for sure and and uh, we look forward to talking with you down the road again about some other initiatives and thanks again for coming in yep, thank you Steve